This is Brother Frank, and welcome to another episode of The Remnant Call. I want to jump right in. It is an important time. We are in the beginning of the Feast of Trumpets. Let's pray. Father, may your trumpet awaken us to the hour that we are in. May we understand the deep meanings of your feasts. May we understand the importance that that, those meanings are to our lives, May we be awake to this hour and not deceived, but wholly focused upon you. I ask this all in Yeshua's name, Lord. Amen. Well, folks, I'm sorry I didn't get to talk with you all last week. I was at a family reunion up in the mountains in Gatlinburg, outside of Gatlinburg, Tennessee, and uh, had a blessed time last weekend seeing family members, um, just seeing the goodness of God has been to our family. And I'm so thankful for so many dysfunctional family members finding Jesus, finding the Lord and making a turnaround in life. I just thank uh, the Lord for this because he's been so, so grateful. We've been so grateful because of his mercy to us. Uh, But at the same time, there's still work to be done. And that's the reason for tonight is I want to focus on what we are embarking upon um you saw the more deceptions this week and the, the the alien thing folks i don't know what else to say they are trying to prep us to receive something supernatural outside of the truth of the supernatural in god's word this is demonic it's in uh, and, and the, look i'm sure those things down there they showed in mexico were fake i'm sure it's just a garbage but don't i told my daughter earlier I said honey i, I know that's that's probably just some fake, but don't be surprised at what comes along. Don't be shocked at what they're going to shock us with. Okay. Because the devil is a master at illusions and a master at deception and a master at trying to confuse people because we've known for thousands of years now, the hour that we are approaching will be filled with more deception with the strongest delusion ever presented in the history of the world. That delusion is so strong that if it were possible, even the very elect uh, would be deceived. And I've said this before in the program, folks, that word, if you read that in the book, we read through that so in the Bible, so lightly, we say, oh, well, we're, if it were possible, you know, well, I believe what the word of God is saying, you better understand this, children, that by the very grace of the almighty, the elect will not be deceived because this is such a strong delusion that you can't trust one ounce of your flesh to thinking that you will deliver yourself from being deceived in this hour. Well, there is a solution to this. We've talked about it in the past, and it is in the book of Jude. We must contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. That word contend means to strive. We are to seek the Lord with all of our heart. I didn't say you have to earn it. You are to contend for it, meaning you are to go after it. God then rewards and delivers and sets us free by seeking him first. The the book of Jude is exactly what Yeshua said to do, to seek you first the kingdom of God. That's our job. But this hour that we're coming up here now in the Feast of Trumpets, beginning the 10 days of awe leading up to here, 
Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, the highest holy day of the year. Um, and it's important that we understand and take advantage of these days of awe. Now, the days of awe are that period in between where we are to focus wholly on our time, our spiritual walk with the Lord and, and getting repentance, seeking him and taking a time to really sanctify ourselves by setting ourselves apart during this period, ready to receive the blessing um, in the whole entire Yom Kippur service of this redemption of knowing that Yeshua has paid the price and that he is his this uh, his made the atonement that none of us could uh, make on our own and the reason i i want to stress this is because i'm concerned that we forget you know the bible talks about we were purchased by the blood with the price of blood we were purchased by yeshua by our heavenly father and the commitment you took when you said you wanted to follow Yeshua, you wanted to follow Jesus, when you've taken that communion cup, okay, and you have accepted that cup, I want to take us back quickly tonight. This, this, I want this sermon, this tonight's message to focus you wholeheartedly on the next 10 days of your walk with the Lord in a time between you and him, not everything else, putting away all these craziness of the world, but taking honest to goodness time alone. When Abraham was old in Genesis chapter four and was well stricken in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things, the Bible said in chapter uh, 24 of Genesis and verse one. And Abraham said unto his eldest servant of his house that ruled over all that he had, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my thigh, and I will make thee swear by the Lord uh, Yahweh, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of Canaanites among whom I dwell, but thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my son Isaac. This was important. He didn't want Isaac to be influenced by all the paganism of the Canaanites and their false gods and their failures. This is a this is still a biblical principle today that I wish so many young ladies uh, and and men would follow. Okay, and when choosing a spouse to be led by the to the Lord, so that they could find that right um, that right woman or man uh, moving forward in life that would be a follower of the Lord. God, so many people go into relationships thinking you can change somebody. God calls us not to be unevenly yoked, unequally yoked, but to we find that person, we are to follow the ways of God. Here, Abraham knows the important significance, grabs his servant, his servant takes off to the land, and he's there uh, in Abraham's native country now. And um, he's there at the well and everything. And listen to what the servant prays. 
starting uh, in verse uh, 10 here. And the servant took 10 camels and the camels of his masters and departed for all the goods of his master were in the hands. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia and under the city Nahor. And he be, he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water. At the time of the evening, even the time that women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God, my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water and let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee that I may drink and she say drink and I will give thee give thy camels drink also let the same be the that thou hast appointed for thy servants Isaac and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master and it came to pass before he had done speaking that behold Rebecca came out, who was born to Beth Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, with her pitcher upon her shoulder. And the damsel was very fair to look upon a virgin, neither had any man known her. And she went down to the well and filled her pitcher and came up and the servant ran to meet her and said, let me, I pray thee, drink a little water of thy pitcher. And the damsel said, drink my Lord. And she hasted and let down her pitcher upon her hand and gave him drink. And when she had done giving him drink, she said, I draw water for thy camels also until they have done drinking. And she hasted and emptied her pitcher into the troughs and ran again the well and draw water and drew for all the camels. And the man wondering at her held peace to which whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. And it came to pass as the camels had done drinking that the man took a golden earring of a half shekel of weight and two bracelets for her hands and 10 shekels of weight of gold and said, whose daughter art thou? Tell me, I pray thee, is there room in thy father's house for us to lodge? And she said unto him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, which is born unto Nahor. So here, if you read the whole story through, this is quite an amazing story because you'll find out farther that when he was asking the Lord to bless Abraham by if the this is the right woman that she he would ask to get a drink and then she would ask this back to you know bless his camels, he was thinking that in his mind. He was not actually speaking it out loud. It's later in the story because he goes back and he tells her brother and family and all this stuff exactly. He's blown away because the Lord heard his thoughts. He didn't speak it actually out loud. You'll find out later in the story. God actually hears us when we pray in our mind. I know we all know that, but sometimes we wonder, yes, the Lord hears you when you pray in your mind also. And he's dumbfounded and can't believe it here. Not only did she say exactly what the Lord asked, but here she is the actual uh, of the family of Abraham. And so it God just works it all out. So he goes back. And he tells the whole family what's going on. And he knows that this is the right woman that he is to bring back for Isaac. 
So as Abraham's servant continues this story, relaying it to Rebecca's family about all that the Lord had done and how she had came out and all that stuff, it picks up here and it says in verse 48, after he's telling this, he says, and I bowed down my head and worshiped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, which had led me in the right way to take my master's brother's daughter unto his son. And now if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. And then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, the thing proceedeth from the Lord. We cannot speak unto thee bad or good. Behold, Rebekah is before thee. Take her and go and let her be thy master's son's wife. And the Lord hath spoke as the Lord has spoken. So they bless him, say, take it. Then they end up dragging their feet on for a couple of days. I won't get into all that. But finally, Abraham's servant needs to get back. So he says, look, he said, um, uh, and her brother and her mother's brother says, let the damsel abide with us a few days, at least 10 after that she shall go, at least 10 and then after that she shall go. And he said unto them, hinder me not, seeing the Lord hath prospered my way, send me away that I may go into my master. And they said, well, we will call the damsel and inquire at her mouth. So first they said, yes, she can go. Now they're saying, well, we'll ask her if she wants to go. So, and then called Rebecca and they said unto her, wilt thou go with this man? And she said, I will go. And they sent away Rebecca, their sister and her nurse and Abraham's servant and his men. And so she accepted this. Now, the interesting thing was when they told her in the story of what was going on and when they shared, when Abraham's servant had shared all these things that happened. And they had given their blessing that she could go. It said that the servant brought forth jewels and silver and jewels of gold and raiment and gave them to Rebecca. He gave also to her brothers and to her mother and precious things. And they did eat and drink. He and the men that were with them and tarried all night. And they rose up in the morning and they said, send her away to my master. So they celebrated after that was giving with drink and food. Now this, if you just read through it, you won't pick it up. You won't understand. But in ancient times, as you can see, even in certain cultures today, a dowry had been paid. They had given gifts and it was accepted as we talked about earlier, but then they sealed it by eating and drinking that wine and taking that, that by all legal purposes from this point forward. Now, Rebecca has been betrothed unto Isaac. Okay. She now is awaiting a chaste virgin unto the day of her wedding. She's accepted. They've the dowry's been paid. The price has been paid. Okay. They've accepted the betrothal cup. And now they are on the way back home to be married unto Isaac. You see, the same thing happens in our walk with Yeshua. When we accept this life, when we accept the price that was paid for us, when we accept this, you see, I used to understand, couldn't understand a long time ago how it was that the Bible says God divorced Israel in the book of Jeremiah. He wrote him a bill of divorcement, literally. 
Well, according to the word of God, if your wife, you got divorced from your wife and she went and betrothed or married unto another, you could not be reconciled again. Okay. She had already taken on another person. You weren't to be reconciled. But the Bible also talks about this law of being freed after death. Do you remember Paul was talking about in the New Testament that as long as a, when a husband and wife, they you know split up there, they're bound with each other. But if the husband dies, right, the wife is no longer bound under the law. Me being a simple-minded believer, which just understood that Yeshua paid the price for the sins that we'd committed, and therefore, because he paid the price, we now have a right for eternal life and, and, and that, you know, common beliefs, but not understanding that it was even deeper than that because God never breaks his own law. He, he always follows the things he says. And so if God divorced Israel, Israel went a whoring after other gods and betro- you know, and, and married unto the others. It talks about it in the whole word of God there. And God writes him a divorcement. How is he going to take his bride back? Well, Yeshua comes. He pays the price by laying down his life. He now frees himself because of his death from his own law. So he can now take back his bride. It's powerful, powerful message that the death of Yeshua set him free from his own law to take his bride back. And now for us Jews and Gentiles, I'm a Gentile as far as I know. I don't even know all my history. It's okay because I've been grafted in according to Romans chapter 11, not by my blood, but by Yeshua's blood. I've been grafted in and I'm now a part of Israel, just like you are too, whether you're natural born or not. If you've been grafted in, you understand that what it means to be grafted in, you become a part of the root. And it's fantastic to know that I'm literally a part of Israel, whether by blood or not, but because of Yeshua. It's wonderful. And Yeshua dies to take back his own bride. The message is so heavy that our God loves us that much that he would do something like that. And now that we have accepted that cup, that betrothal cup at communion, we too now wait as a chaste bride waiting for her husband. And by all tents and purposes, we are legally married from the point of we are in betrothal phase and we are not to be seeking after any other gods or people or anything like that that would come between us and the Lord. And so here we are in a time of confusion, in a time of everybody being distracted. And God says, wait a second, hold on. It's the Feast of Trumpets. Yom Kippur's coming. Take this time of 10 days and let's get real serious in our walk together. Because remember the commitment that we all made as chaste virgins waiting. Yes, we are not. We've all messed up virginity. But do you know that you can be renewed? Your body reproduces its cells like every seven days or so. It's like renews itself. It's amazing. And by us taking on this forgiveness that the Lord and sanctifying ourselves and pulling away from the world, the Lord renews us and we're to be born again and that we can become like new creations, the Bible talk about. And God is calling us now to a time of prayer and fasting and seeking his face. You know, Yom Kippur coming up was the only one day of the year that you were commanded to afflict your soul. 
And it, that day, they don't even drink water on Yom Kippur. And you might be thinking, well, how could I even fast and not? I mean, fasting's hard enough, Brother Frank, but not drink water. Here's a little here's a little thing. Um, it's, a, it's a little secret if you've never done it before. But those uh, who know, there's, there's something amazing happens when you don't drink water and you're fasting for a day. Guess what? You don't get hungry. You don't. You don't. If you're drinking water and fasting, you get hungry until you've gone about three to four days out and your hunger will leave. But initially a day with no water, watch, you won't have the hunger pains or you won't have the desires. Like it, it just something in the body happens. The Lord actually provides for you when you're afflicting your soul. God's amazing, folks. Give him, give him a try. Give him a chance. What he wants to do is unbelievable. And here are the... The Lord is asking us just to take some time right now in this hour with all the madness, put it away, set it aside, and focus upon him. The trumpets are sounding, folks. And when the trumpet sounds, listen, we know what it says in the book of Joel, you know? These are not just trumpets about the feast. There are trumpets blowing, folks. This is war that's going on in this world. These are dangerous times, and the Bible is very serious that when we heed the warning, we are to turn away and we turn away. It talks about all the bad we've done. It just gets, it's gone. It's gone. Ezekiel, you know, I was at 33. It's, it talks about, you know, the man who heeds the warning, but those who don't folks, it's very dangerous. And I'm asking to join with me in these next 10 days. Let's let's dial this thing in. Let's get real serious. Let's try turning off all these ridiculous programs about what's going on right now in the news. And I know there's a million end time programs and I'm not dissing them right now, but let's try just focusing on the Lord. Really intense for these next 10 days and repentance, seeking him out and go into the day of atonement with thanksgiving. And this knowledge of knowing that the Almighty paid a price in blood and for a people who didn't deserve it. And after he pays this price, he invites you to take this cup of communion. Accept the dowry that was paid for you. By the blood of the Almighty you were bought with a price for the joy that was laid up before him. He endured the sufferings of the cross because God thought you were such a gift, so much joy that he was willing to lay it all down just to redeem and be with you. Let's get real. These next 10 days are a challenge to take it seriously like you've never taken it before. I know you've heard that before. Let's do it like we never did. Listen, folks, this is the time. If it's not now, when? It'll never happen. You don't have to wait till you get, you don't have to wait till tomorrow. You can start getting serious in your walk with God right this minute. Tonight, right now, right here. Let's get real with the Lord and seek him and ask him, Lord, I repent. I I forgive me lord cleanse me show me where i've 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 offended you reveal it to me lord cast it out of me and lord show me what you would have me 
to do to be pleasing unto you and to be beneficial, Lord, unto your kingdom. Lord, what would you want me to do today? Lord, that would make you happy and smile. Lord, how can I serve you? How can I do what you would ask me to do? And stop this one-way prayer always and begin to ask God what he would like you to do for him. I challenge you to this. It's a serious time, and serious time means serious measures. If you're looking for a quick way out, that's why I've had family that all the time, you can make money this way. You can make money fast. You can do this. And here's a quick way. This multi I never was into that garbage. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I was young, I wanted to make some money, but I never fell for these scams like other because, yeah, I learned a long time ago. You got to work for things. You want it quick? It's not going to happen. You want to hear the Lord's voice? It takes patience. You want to get to know him? It takes time. But he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let's start tonight. This is Brother Frank saying to everybody, get on your knees, get alone, and get right. This is the hour. I don't know what else the Lord has to show us in this craziness of the news cycles and everything else to try to shout from the rooftops. He is coming again soon. Prepare, get ready. God bless everyone. This is brother Frank saying good night and Shalom. Trumpet in Zion, sounded on the mountains. Blow a trumpet in Zion, for the day of the Lord is come. Blow a trumpet.